This is Rising Up with Sonali, and I'm your host, Sonali Kolhatkar. You can watch this program on Free Speech TV and listen to it on community and independent radio stations nationwide. Xiomara Castro, the leading opposition presidential candidate in the Honduran elections, has proclaimed victory. The elections were held on Sunday and were a high-stakes event for the Central American nation that has been plagued by violence and corruption since the 2009 coup against democratically elected President Manuel Zelaya. Now, Castro, who is Zelaya's wife, has a commanding vote lead against the incumbent National Party's candidate, Nasri Asfora. We go now to San Pedro Sula, Honduras, to speak with Dr. Oriel Maria Su. She is a writer, scholar, and educator born in Honduras. She's taught courses on race, immigration, Central American, and Chicano, Chicano, and Latinx literatures at numerous universities, including UCLA, the University of Puget Sound, Chapman University, and Loyola Marymount in Los Angeles. She's also the acclaimed children's author of the book series Rebeldita, the Fearless. Welcome to the program, Oriel. Oh my goodness, you've no idea how happy and excited I am. We are to be here with you, Sonali, all the way uh, from um, Honduras. You know, the term uh, colonizers used to call this area of the world um, that belongs to Lenca, Maya, Chorti, Pipil, and Garifuna peoples. Um, and I am currently in San Pedro Sula, greeting you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's been uh, just, uh, you and I are speaking the day after the election was held. And right now, newspapers, at least here in the United States, are saying it may be too early to tell, but Xiomara Castro has declared victory. What do you know so far about the definitiveness of the election results? It's definitely not too early to tell. And um, okay, so the the numbers of votes uh, that Xiomara has received, the amount of people, the massive support that Xiomara has received this time around is impossible to hide. Um, in 2017, when we had the last elections uh, for the for the second time, when Juan Orlando Hernandez um, re-elected himself um, to the presidency in under a lot of fraud uh, nationally, the day of the elections, the night time, uh, what happened was that he sent to shut off the entire electricity of the entire country. All of Honduras went with no electricity for hours as the votes were still being counted. Prior to the electricity going out, it was very clear that, that Nasrallah was going to, was winning the elections as he and Nasrallah yeah. was the uh, candidate in the last election. I understand he's the running mate of Xiomara Castro this time around? That is correct, yes. And so when the lights came back on, hours later, Juan Orlando Hernandez declared himself a victorious. And so for this time around, all of us here in Honduras, it will, it's almost a, a sentiment and feeling um, that we cannot express because we cannot believe now, the uh, amount of support and votes, um, uh, table after table earns after earns where people are voting, uh, the international observers, national observers are saying, uh, are kept kept saying, um, Xiomara vote, a Xiomara vote, a Xiomara vote, a Xiomara vote. They were seeing, as they were seeing the, the, these numbers, and as the numbers started coming out at 5 p.m., uh, when, it, when um, 
when the tables were closed in many places, um, it just became very clear that it was going to be very impossible uh, or very difficult to hide the reality of these um, of these elections. And so, as of Monday, uh, we are seeing a very high um, advantage of Sumara over the candidates. Let's talk about who she is. Um, she is obviously uh, the wife of Manuel Zelaya, representing the same party as him. Does she represent the same politics too? Um, obviously, she has had to reach out to various parts of the political spectrum in order to win election, which sometimes tends to mean that leftist candidates might dilute their politics. But how do you view her candidacy, her politics? Is she just a stand-in for Zelaya or is she her own person? She's definitely her own person. You know what? She came to the fore after 2009. Uh, the coup that uh, the United States orchestrated and helped happen here in Honduras uh, when the United States helped orchestrate the, the coup against Mel Zelaya. Um, she, her voice became known here in Honduras after that when she was really at the forefront of bringing um, of letting people know nationally, internationally, what was going on. Um, to that, you have to understand also that uh, local youth, indigenous, black, Garifuna uh, movements have also been part of um, what became a very strong uh, social movement post-2009 coup, uh, attempting to speak against, to fight against, to struggle against, um, the criminality uh, of what we've seen after 2009, oh, which is um, corruption, militarism, uh, police presence in streets, uh, deaths, extrajudicial killings. Uh, and would you uh, agree that that has been a big reason why we've seen so much migration northward? Oh, absolutely. We began to see an even, even more of an increase in massive migration from Honduras up to the United States post-2009. Prior to 2009, yes, we had seen Hondurans flee, but we didn't really see the massive numbers until after post-2009. Uh, and so, uh, and Xiomara uh, came to the fore to that. No, she's established a voice since, since 2009. Um, and yes, she is the wife, but um, she has a brain of her own and she is, uh, her platform is beautiful. She's proposing uh, a refounding of the country. She's proposing systemic changes you know, to, to, the, to the ways that things have been here in Honduras. So we're talking about abortion laws. We are talking about um, the corruption, the fraud, the narco, uh, trafficking, the narco money uh, that is entrenched within Honduran politics, Honduran society, um, violence against women. This is a country, and this is a just yet another reason why um, I'm just in overjoyed, you know, overwhelmed with the joy. I just almost cannot believe it. You know, we're speaking about a country that is incredibly sexist, misogynist. Uh, women here die every day, assassinated. Uh, rapes go um, without any any form of, of justice. Uh, we're speaking about a country where I, myself, I do not dare to go walk out uh, anywhere uh, after the sun comes down here in Honduras because I know how it is. Um, it is. It is extremely dangerous. You know, many women do not 
get back home. They, they don't go, they don't go home. I have many friends, female friends uh, who've been victims. I myself have been a victim um, of uh, patriarchy and and sexism here in, in Honduras, violence against women. And so it is quite beautiful um, that um, this became possible. And I understand um, that if she is officially declared, or I should say maybe when she is officially declared, she will be not only the first female president in Honduras, but Central America? Uh, well, we have Violeta Chamorro, who was president in ah. Nicaragua in the 1990s, but definitely this is a first for the Honduran nation um, and a, for a country that is entrenched, as I said again, in patriarchal structures. Um, you know, for 200 years, just this year, Honduras celebrates its 200th uh, birthday. Um, and so, um, and it's very beautiful. Uh, people went out onto the streets. Um, as we began to hear the counting of the votes, uh, the streets were filled with people uh, dancing, singing, uh, celebrating, uh, the fireworks all throughout the city of San Pedro Sula, you could hear. I was seeing also in Tegucigalpa, in the small towns, in Lima, in El Progreso, everywhere people came out, you know, and, um, and we came out in the midst of, of the whole week of high tensions. Um, people were expecting uh, the narco dictatorship to again uh, attempt to steal these elections. And so all throughout the past week prior to the elections, what we saw was a lot of fear. You know, supermarkets were filled with people trying to get food, uh, staples for their homes. Um, Stockpiling in case things were going to go badly. I, I understand there was already a lot of deadly violence in the lead up to the election. Absolutely. So, so people were gearing up because they know what happened last time in 2017. You know, we were left without electricity that whole night. And then there were electricity shutoffs for the following three weeks where people were not able to communicate with one another. People were very upset. People took to the streets. Riots were happening everywhere. You know, the rage, the collective rage was being shown. And so um, it was and military presence went out, military police um, were attacking people, protesters. This time around, a few, maybe two months ago, a protest were made illegal, were illegalized by the Home Orlando government. And so added to that, right, we knew what, what would come if they would steal the elections again and people went out onto the street. So we were expecting uh, a lot of bloodshed the night of the elections, but uh, everything has so far been extremely peaceful uh, and joyful. That is the one word I can think of, just joyful. People are... Let's, let's talk a little bit more about the uh, economic policy of uh, Xiomara Castro. You mentioned briefly some of the issues that she's campaigning on, but this has in general been the big issue in Latin America whenever we've had leftist leaders who have promised social programs, socialism, um, you know, lifting up the impoverished. You've had the ruling class fight back, back uh, authoritarian dictators or dictatorial leaders, uh, fomented coups. We've seen that in country after country in Latin America. Um, and so it, it all, you know, w what her economic policies are, I imagine, is the centerpiece of what the, what what will now become the new opposition is looking carefully at. So what is she proposing? 
-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Honduras has been a playground for neoliberalism um, since the 1990s. You know, when I, I was growing up, uh, you, you all of a sudden in the 1990s, you started seeing maquiladora sweatshops everywhere, Nike, Adidas, you name it, fruit of the loom, establishing themselves here. And, you know, and basing themselves on the um, on the exploitation of the Honduran people. Uh, so we've had neoliberal policies entrenched in the economy of Honduras uh, since the late 1980s, 1980s, 1990s, up to up to now. Uh, and so Sumara has profoundly expressed um, to go against many of these policies. One of them being the sedes, which are now uh, being proposed as entire cities that are autonomous from the government, uh, pretty much by neoliberals, uh, which is really another way of uh, extracting land and the resources from the land and being able to implement their own laws. And so CEDES is one thing that she is definitely going to go against and uh, try to reverse as those projects are already um, have already begun. Um, other than that, we'll see. We'll see how she um, defines more of that platform. I haven't heard um, specifics on her economic plan, um, but uh, we here are waiting to see uh, how that con um, becomes concrete. And she she did run on a socialist platform, right? Yes and no. So hmm. this is the, I'm looking at the New York Times, which by the way says that she would be. Uh, that, that she ran on a, on a socialist platform. This is the New York Times's opinion, I imagine. Yes, yeah. yet, if, when you understand how socialism and communism has been demonized here in Honduras, she's had to, um, she's had to work through her discourses so that it doesn't appear as though she is uh, on a socialist platform. Yet, if you actually look, right, we know uh, we know that socialism is really, you know, providing the free, the, the basic things that us humans need, you know. And so that's called socialism here in Honduras. Um, she wants to reform the healthcare system, which is so absolutely needed. The educational system, um, healthcare is one big thing, specifically as we've seen the number of deaths here in, um, in Honduras, we did not have the vaccine until very recently. So for the majority of this year, of 2021, uh, in pandemic, we've witnessed almost deaths almost weekly, you know, people we know, loved ones. Um, there has not been a single hospital built for this pandemic, for, the, for treating the virus. More than $900 million have been stolen by the Juan Orlando, Juan Orlando Hernandez presidency and administration. Not a single hospital built. Vaccines, when they started coming, they were putting water inside the vaccines, vaccinating people with water. Wow. Were, the, it's, in, it's incredible. These, uh, this administration is, has assassinated uh, thousands of people by not providing adequate health care when people have most needed it. Um, and so um, that is one thing that she is, um, she, she campaigned on um, is the healthcare system um, to, to provide basic needs. And that has been categorized as socialist, right? Um, uh, by the right wing. And so all throughout the city of San Pedro Sula and nationally in Tegucigalpa, they've sent to make huge, uh, billboards with Sumara's face saying she's communist, no? And so once you say communist in this country, it gets totally taken out of context. 
Um, uh, but yeah, so she did campaign on a socialist platform, yet the discourse um, has remained very um, to the needs of the people. What role will Manuel Zelaya play, you think, in a Castro administration? He uh, functioned as her a campaign manager and, of course, having been president himself, has uh, plenty of experience running the country. Um, I imagine that uh, his presence wasn't a liability for Xiomara Castro or she wouldn't have won this many votes. Um, so do you have any sense of what role he's expected to take? You know, we saw a lot of mail towards the beginning of her campaigning. Uh, but as the campaign, campaigning intensified and it just became more evident um, that uh, she had a real chance of winning, uh, we've noticed him step back right from the campaigning. Um, I haven't seen his uh, his presence anywhere in where I've seen Xiomara speak or when we've heard her uh, radio show. So he kind of stepped back. Um, I really does, do hope. I really do hope that he does step back um, and let her. Um, let her go burn. Why is that? Why do you think it's important for him to step back? Um, it's it's important to change the way um, that we um, uh, that we governed ourselves here in Honduras, and it's really true. It, people have shown uh, that you have shown uh, people out on uh, everywhere are are saying we need a different. It's time for different, and and this. Um, this win, this Yomara win, is truly something different. You know, it's a um, it's a woman who has who got to to where she is now because of the the support of uh, historically marginalized communities all throughout the nation. We're talking about uh, black support, indigenous support, youth support unions, and so all these groups that have been historically marginalized from the facets of power have supported Xiomara and we want we want her, we chose her, not Mel. Um, and so I'm super excited to see that process. Mel, of course, being Manuel Zelaya, he's referred to as Mel in Honduras. Um, That's right. Oriel, thank you so much for joining us. We'll certainly see how things play out over the next few weeks. Um, and actually, before I let you go, do you worry that the, the, that the National Party, which is the incumbent party of Juan Orlando Hernandez, will push back uh, are you is there a, is there a fear in the country that they will try to overturn these results there 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 was a true fear but at this point this is monday morning uh, 12 or 11 a.m um at this point um it's irreversible it's i don't know what they could possibly do to try and hide these results um, so yes, there was fear. There was lots of fear. People blocked um, their stores. Their, their, every, you, you'll see uh, wood all through houses and big, the big stores and the main avenues all blocked. Uh, all the windows are boarded up? All the windows are boarded up. People mm -hmm. trying to keep safe yeah, from you know the rage that was going to be seen. But no, um, people woke up this morning, uh, Monday morning. People woke up Monday morning. Um, uh, with less fear because it's, it's very clear well we shall see how things play out i wish you the best of luck stay safe thank you so much oriel for joining us thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
My guest has been Oriel Maria Sue. She is a writer, scholar, and educator speaking to us from San Pedro Sula, Honduras. And we've been discussing the early results of the Honduran presidential race. It's looking very likely Xiomara Castro will be the new president of Honduras. I'm Sonali Kohatkar. You can access this and other interviews on our website, risingupwithsonali.com, by becoming a subscriber. Find our audio podcast on iTunes and Spotify. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at our you with Sonali.